uh, installment of the sermon series Moving Forward, or I should say Move Forward. Today's title, particularly in installment, is talking about He Working in You. He is working in you. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, and it reads, For God is the one working in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Some verges, King James Version says, it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God working in you. He's working in you. Now, I'm kind of reminded of a story. Um, and I was, this actually happened on Friday after work. My son and I went and got our hair cut and uh, came back, spoke with his mom for a little while. And uh, I thought about it. I had some things I needed to get with, uh, for this church. And actually, I was looking for a little sign that says, just please take one. Well, I went to, to Mardell's, and after I went, going to Mardell's, they didn't have it. And then I went to Hobby Lobby. But while I was in Hobby Lobby, I saw these flowers, and I thought to myself that, man, they match the pews of the church. Now, understand, we just moved here in this building probably about six or seven weeks ago. And so we're still getting things together as it relates to, to fixing up the decor of the church or what have you. But anyway, I just had this pressing to continue to look at these flowers. And I remember taking a picture of it and sending it to a member. Now, I'm going through all of this stuff, and then all of a sudden in my mind, I begin to get direction. I begin to see some type of greenery in my mind that should be uh, laying on the floor. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing at this point. However, I think, you know, let's go to a different store. And I went to a different store, and I asked a young lady for help, and I tried to describe this vision of what I had in my mind, and I said, you know, I, see, I showed her a picture of, the, of these orange roses. Then I showed her, I told her about, in, uh, the, in my mind, this greenery that lays on the floor. And I didn't know what, the, what, it, what it was. And she said, it sounds like you're speaking about garland. I said, yes, I'm talking about garland. I asked, I said, now, what is garland? And show me what it looked like. And so she began to uh, tell me, uh, she actually showed me the, the garland and gave me some different ideas. And then she pointed me to another store. And while I was there, some young ladies once again began to help me out. Now, I, des- I described this entire pro- uh, process. What was happening here? I actually went to the store, or act to, to Mardell's, I should say, to get something. But God was beginning to, to direct my path in a different direction. Once again, it's God that worketh in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Well, how does God work in us to will? How does he work in us to will? Well, God gives us dreams, visions, and sometimes he'll speak to our heart. We'll get a prompting of the Holy Spirit to do something. That's how he communicates to us. That's how he tells us or show us what it is that he wants us to do. To will. Now, when he began to do that, what's the next step? What should we do? Meditate, ponder, think about what he's telling us to do. If we go back to the story, I began to think about, you know, when I saw the flowers, I said, hmm, I think this would go great for the church. And I began to think and I began to get other ideas. Now, 
once again, I got a picture in my mind. Now, let me stop here. I've never in the past really had an unction outside of this, us, us taking care of this church or getting this, this church decor together. Had a desire ever to go to Hobby Lobby or any place like that to look at anything like that. It's something that I've never done before. It's something that's foreign to me. It's something that I would say that that's just not my thing. But once again, the scripture says it is God that worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Once again, at the end of the day, God gave me this picture in my mind as I began to meditate on the word, which brings me to my next point. Because I got this picture in my mind, it propelled me forward to begin to take action. What was the action? I took a picture. I sent it to a church member. I began to go to different stores. I began to inquire about this. And I began to get knowledge and gain knowledge on what it is that was in my mind. And so the person, now it's interesting, God will always send people alongside to help you, whatever it is, that, the vision and whatever he has for you to do. Now, as that began to happen, once again, I began to learn different things. And after that, that person pointed me to a different direction. God is, had this, this, this vision in his mind of what this church should look like, and he was trying to convey that to my mind. How? And this, for this particular uh, uh, situation, it was simply through an unction, or not an unction, but, but a, 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 a something in my heart saying, hey, focus on this, or look at this, a prompting, something that, have you paid attention to this? Look at this. And once again, as I begin to meditate on that, that picture came and I began to work. Now, he began to teach me how to do different things or teach me about this different thing as it relates to gardening. Now, why am I, where am I going, where am I going with all of this? Well, it's simple. When God wants you to do something, he'll give you ideals. He'll give you ideals. He'll speak to your heart about something. When he speaks to your heart about something, meditate on it. Think about it. Ponder on it. Because what happens, we'll get a picture in our mind. And actually, God will give us a picture. There's something supernaturally that's happening. It is God that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, before I go on, let me give you a great example of this. It was March of last year. Um, I never forget. I had the dream. And in this dream, uh, I was uh, was was it was it was during the summer and and or it was before the summer. And the, the, this person came to me and said, hey, you need to teach summer school. And I said, well, no, I'm busy because I got this, 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 this to do. And then in the dream, another person came to me. Actually, it was an old college professor, a college professor, I'm sorry. He said, listen, you, you, you need to teach summer school. And I said, well, I would like to, but I can't because I have this, 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 and that to do. Well, finally, someone came to me and said, you know, they're not doing the uh, conducting summer school like they normally would. You can pick whatever day you want to teach. I said, really? I got interested. And so I remember going there, and, and, and by that time, all the days were basically taken except one day, and then I was on the waiting list. Well, at the end of the dream, you know, I'm asking God, I'm pondering, God, what does this mean? And, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to my heart. And he said, don't be so quick when opportunity comes your way 
to turn it down. See, he was explaining to me, see, you was thinking in, your, in a traditional mindset, this mindset that's saying, well, summer school is this, 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 and that. You didn't even inquire in the dream what I wanted you to do. And so he said, so going forward, this is what you need to do. You need to make sure when you get an, a, an opportunity, don't shoot it down based on your current ability or, or, or your situation or the timing. Research a little bit. See what's going on with it. After that, consult me. You may be surprised. I may want you to do it. Well, once again, this is March. Well, a few months goes by and I get an opportunity or an opportunity comes my way to start television. And when the opportunity came, you know, those thoughts began to come into my mind. Well, I can't do this because of blah, blah, blah. But then the dream came back to me. And I began to ponder on the idea and I began to ask different people. I began to ask questions. And as I pondered on the pic, I got the picture in my mind. I could see it. And, and long story short, a few months later, we started television. The whole point is this. The scripture said it is God that worketh in us both to will and to do. He's working on us to for us to will, to will and to do of his good pleasure. When you begin to get the picture in your mind, after you got in your mind, okay, I want to do this, I will do this. Then the Lord will begin to prompt you to take action. It's something about that picture, once again, it will propel you forward. Now, let me stop here and say this. During this time, you gotta be careful of those traditional thoughts. This weekend, when I was looking at the different flowers and different situations, this thought kept running through my mind. Man, a woman should be doing this. I don't know anything about this. I'm outside of my league. I know nothing about this. Now, those thoughts were running through my mind. What, what, what was going on? Those traditional mindsets was trying to pull me back was based on my experience, trying to stop me from moving forward. Remember, this whole this sermon series talking about moving forward. The traditions of my thinking, once again, was trying to stop me from doing what God wanted me to do. Now, thank God I began to, to, uh, to uh, go forward in my pursuit of getting these, 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 the greenery and all these different things. But the point is, the enemy will use that traditional mindset to stop you from moving forward. What's the point here? Well, just like the enemy was trying to get me to stop me from doing what it is that God wanted me to do that day, the enemy will try to stop you as well. Let me give you an example. You know, it seems like we're at the end of this pandemic. Now, some of you all, you may have stopped attending church long before the pandemic began. God is calling you to go back to church. See, you didn't just hear this when, when, when I, by me just telling you this now, no. He's been dealing with your heart long, long ago. You need to listen to the voice because oftentimes when God is telling you to do something, when God is telling you to do something, listen, it's okay. You need to do it. You need to do what it is that God has called you to do. It could be saving your life. It could be saving your 
family. You know, when we're at the right place at the right time, good things happen. But when God is trying to get us to move a certain direction, do you know, if we don't move in that direction, oftentimes we miss out on God's best. I'm reminded of Elijah. Do you remember Elijah? The Word of God talks about how uh, when there was a great famine, how God uh, told him to go to the brook. He went to the brook, but that brook ran out. It, it dried up. Then the Lord told him to go to old widow woman. Now, what if he have said, no, I'm, I believe you, God, you're going to make this water reappear and the, and the raven's going to continue to feed me, me bread. He would have missed out on provisions. When God is beckoning, pulling your heart to move. Don't allow what you've been doing the comfort of your own home to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Traditional mindsets, traditional mindsets. Now, let, let me give you another, let's, let's look at another point here. You may have been a faithful churchgoer before the pandemic, but God has been dealing with you to go to another church. Now, you may say, now, wait a minute. My great-grandfather laid the cornerstone of this church. My family goes to this church. What are they going to think about me? Understand, when you're dealing with tradition, that traditional mindset will always try to keep you from moving forward from the plans or receiving the plans that God has for you or accomplishing what God has for you. Move forward in the plans of God regardless of whatever traditional mindset that you may break, if you will. God is pulling you or wants you to move forward to him. It is the next level that what you're supposed to do. Now, once again, this is not everyone. I'm only talking to those who God's been dealing with your heart. It's time to move. Don't be afraid. Yes, sometimes you may have to take face great opposition. But, you know, when you walk with God, that's just part of it. Always understand with God, anytime you face any type of opposition, the reward of it will be much better. It will be much better. There's another point here I want to make. When you start doing, now let's go back to uh, my example about the flowers. As I began to do, God began to point me, from, point me or direct me from one point to another point. And at the end of the day, when I saw God work, there was a beautiful, uh, uh, just, just, just the, the decor of the church. It, it, I was very amazed. Now, God sent some people to help me and God gave them ideas. And, and when we put this thing together, it looks wonderful. God had that plan in his mind from the very beginning. But what's the point here? It's always bigger than you. It is always much bigger than you. When you begin to do what God is calling you to do, God will be glorified. And when God is glorified, you know what? People will be influenced and it will affect them. It's always much bigger than 
you. Now, this is vividly illustrated in Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, verse 9, the scripture says that Peter went on the roof to pray. Then the word of God says that Peter got hungry. He fell into a trance. And while he was in his trance, he saw a vision. In the vision, he saw a white sheet with creeping things and crawling things and four-footed beasts on this sheet, it was being lowered down from heaven. It was descending from heaven. And then he heard a voice that said, rise, Peter, slay and eat. But Peter responded, not so, Lord, not I. I've never eaten anything unclean or that is common. But then the voice said, anything that I cleansed or I made clean, you do not call common. The word of God says this happened three times, three times. And at the end of, of, of this vision, Peter began to ponder. He began to think on. He began to meditate on the vision that he just saw. He began to meditate once again on the vision that he just saw. So as he's pondering, the Holy Spirit tells him, get up. There's three men that are looking for you. Do not doubt in your heart. I have sent them to you. Follow them. The word of God says Peter got up and and went to the young men that were at the door. And, and basically, long story short, you know, what's going on? Why are you all here? And they tell them the story. And, and so the word of God says the next day, Peter followed them back to Cornelius house. He gets to Cornelius house. When he arrives there, Cornelius tells him a story. Hey, you know, uh, uh, four days ago, the angel came to me. The angel came to me and said, listen, Cornelius, your alms have been remembered by the Lord and your prayers were heard by, by God. So I want you to go find this person named Peter. And he told him basically where to find him. And now here you are. The word of God says, Peter saw that, there, he, that God was one, no respecter of person. Now, let's hold up here. Let's look at this point. Peter had to overcome a traditional mindset. What was that mindset? It was unlawful for Peter to visit or approach a foreigner or visit or walk into their house. But the Holy Spirit told him to go with the men. The Holy Spirit showed him the vision. Peter didn't have to go. He had to fight the traditional mindset to do what it is that God was calling him to do. Remember, the word God says it is God that worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Well, the word of God says that Peter began to preach to them how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Once again, Peter began to preach to Cornelius and all of his friends that was in that household. The word of God says they began to speak with tongues. The Holy Spirit fell on them. The Holy Spirit fell on them. So Peter then saw that once again, God is no respecter of person. 
the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles. Now, let's look at this. Number one, Peter began to ponder on the vision. What does that mean? Understand anytime God shows you something and you begin to ponder on it, he'll show you. He'll direct your path. He'll tell you exactly what it is that you're supposed to do. Number two, he had to overcome some traditional mindsets. What do you mean? Peter knew that these were Gentiles that he was following. Now, he could have said, no, I can't do this. No, no, this. No, this not God. No, no, I can't do this. No, the Holy Spirit showed him a vision and then gave him a direct instruction. Told him, don't doubt this. I've sent the men. Follow these men. So the Holy Spirit gave him direction. But number three, it was bigger than him. He saw that these people received Christ. And as he preached the word to them, then the Holy Spirit fell on them and they began to speak with tongues. God was glorified. And the people were blessed. Why? Because Peter allowed God to affect his will. He submitted to God and allow God to work through him supernaturally to do of his good pleasure. God is calling you all to do something extraordinary. Now, once again, remember, this is something that Peter's never done before. Yes, that business idea that God is dealing with you about. Yes, you've never done it. You don't even know anyone who's ever done this before. But God is dealing with you to do it. These ideas, these, 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 these uh, uh, inventions, whatever it is, yes, ponder on it. Because when you ponder on those ideas, the Lord will show you the picture. He'll show you the picture. Then guess what? That picture will, will propel you forward to discover. Do some research. Find out. Learn. What it, about whatever it is the picture is. And you know what? God is beckoning. He's calling you to do something great. It is God that working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We allow God to be glorified. God wants to use you. We allow him to work through you, to do a great work through you. You once again, you have to overcome that traditional mindset because often let me tell you something. When God is showing this picture, whatever it is, oftentimes it has to do with your next level up the next chapter in your life. Once again, you've never done it before. You never thought about it before, because truth of the matter, if it came from you, we know it didn't come from you because you know what? You wouldn't have done it or you would have done it. But this is something that God is trying to get you to do. That's something totally new that you've never done before. You know, it's God because it keeps coming to your mind over and over and over again. Will you allow God to do of his good pleasure? To do what it is he's, will you allow God to be glorified? Will you allow him to work through you to accomplish a greater thing, a thing that's bigger than you. Once again, so he can be glorified and people can be blessed by your good works or by God working through you. Will you surrender totally to God in this matter? 
It is God that worketh in you. He wants to work in you. Now you choose. Now, some of y'all may be thinking now, if it's really God, he'll make me do it. No, no, God does not make you do anything. The enemy wants control and possess you and make you do things. Remember, he's the good shepherd. He leads you. He leads you. He'll tap on the shoulder. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. He's leading you. He does not force himself on you. He's leading you. It is God that working us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Let him work in you to do his good pleasure. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.